The first section of Psalms has been called the Genesis Psalms. They help us to realize that every good thing begins with God. The Psalms provide a roadmap for the journey ahead. In them, we learn to bring every emotion and experience of life into the presence of God. Join Scott Pauley now as we study God's Word together. Whatever happened to holiness? There was a day that God's people actually believed that God's people were to be a holy people. Remember, it was the Lord who said, Be ye holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. So I would ask you today, do you believe that our God is holy? And immediately, anyone who believes the Bible says, Oh yes, we believe He's holy. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. Okay? Then here's the follow-up question. Are you seeking today to live in the presence of that holy God. You see, holy people are not holy because they muster up some holiness of their own. No, Hebrews says, we become partakers of His holiness. As you live in the presence of a holy God, it changes you. It separates you from unholy things. It crowds unholy things out of your life. We've come to a psalm that deals with holiness. It begins with a question. David cries out to God and says, Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? Now we understand, of course, in the context of the day, he's referencing the temple and the privilege of entering into the holy place. Uh, who can live near to God? Geographically, we don't go to some place like that today, but the principle is the same. Lord, uh, who can draw nigh to God? Who gets to live consciously in your presence? And my mind immediately goes to Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Shouldn't it be the greatest desire of a child of God to live in the presence of God? Notice first the place. The Bible says the tabernacle. What was that? That was God's dwelling place. I want to be near God. The Bible uses the expression, Thy holy hill. You remember Moses went up on the hill, on the mountain, to meet with God. Frequently in Scripture, you find people ascending up into a hill to fellowship with the Lord. The idea is a place separate from the, the fray of everyday life, separate from the pull of the world around you. That's the place where God wants you to live. And then notice the position. He uses these words, abide, dwell. What are those words? Well, certainly they're words of intimacy. You don't live with somebody that you don't love. You don't live with somebody that you're not close to. But it's not just intimacy. It's consistency. He doesn't say visit the tabernacle, visit the holy hill. He says abide there, dwell there. Friend, God didn't want you to spend 10 minutes in His presence today. He wants you to live the whole day in His presence. So there's the place. There's the position. Then there's the permanence of it. If you come to the end of the psalm, to the end of verse 5, it says, He that doeth these things shall never be moved. You see, when you're rooted in God's presence, it keeps you from being moved by everything that comes down the pike. Lots of things are going to come at you in life. It may be bad news, difficult circumstances, critics, uh, things out of your control. But none of those things are going to shake you loose because you're anchored in God. You, you have moored yourself in the one who never changes. So, you're living in His presence every day. There's permanence there. But the heart of the psalm reveals to us not only 
the place and the position and the permanence, but the person. Who is the person? See, when God asks a question, he's going to give the answer. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? And from verse 2 down through verse 5, he describes this person. Now, let's take the test. Follow along with me. Listen with your heart, would you please, and ask yourself, is this me? Because these verses are full of action verbs. These are things that we are responsible for. Some of them are positive, some of them are negative, but all of them are necessary. Here's the list. Are you ready? You want to live in God's presence today? You want to live a holy life? Number one, the Bible says, He that walketh uprightly. So he deals first with your walk, your, your everyday life. The idea here of walking uprightly is the idea of integrity. Uh, no blemish uh, on the inside or the outside. doesn't mean you're sinless, but it means when you sin, you confess and forsake it because you want to walk uprightly. Then it says, secondly, and worketh righteousness. This is the idea of honesty. Uh, to be ethically right. You see, God sees your walk. Everybody else sees your work. So uh, this deals with all of your dealings. How about your business dealings? Are they upright? Are they righteous? Then it says, and speaketh the truth in his heart. So his heart and his mouth are one. He doesn't say one thing and do another. And know what he says, what he believes, what he does, they all match. Uh, I did notice something in our last psalm, Psalm 14, the fool spoke in his heart. Remember what he said? There is no God. But in Psalm 15, the upright person speaks the truth in his heart. So he's not willing to live with a lie. He's a person of truth. And then, number four, he that backbiteth not with his tongue. That means no slander, no misrepresentation. Uh, do you slander others? Do you tear down? Are you a backbiter? Then the Bible says, number five, nor doeth evil to his neighbor. The idea here is that I want to help, not hurt. Are you a gossip? Are you the person that wants to, to speak it? Or are you the person that wants to hear it? He goes on to say this, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor. Now, this is very interesting. In other words, I not only want to uh, believe the right thing about those around me, but I don't want to seek revenge when someone does me wrong. Don't take up a reproach against someone else. Don't take up somebody else's reproach. And then number seven, in whose eyes a vile person is contemned. What does that mean? It means you choose your friends carefully. It means you're discerning. Uh, you don't make friendship with people that are vile and full of sin. And then it says, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. Here's the eighth thing. He honors the right people and the right things. See, if you want God's honor... You need to honor the Lord and honor those that fear the Lord. You either are right now or you soon will be what your friends are. That's why the Bible says, He that walketh with wise men should be wise, but a companion of fools should be destroyed. Number nine, he that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. This was another way of saying his word is his bond. It means when he speaks, you can trust it. Take that to the bank. You can believe him. Why? He doesn't change. Those words, changeth not, are used for someone else in Scripture. Do you remember? In Malachi, God says, I am the Lord, I change not. And only the Lord can say that perfectly. But watch this. Those who live in His presence are not changeable because they're rooted in the unchanging God. So they're not fickle. They don't change from day to day. They don't ride an emotional roller coaster. Uh, they don't flip-flop positions constantly. Why? Because they're rooted in the God of truth and the God who's eternal. Number 10, he that putteth not out his money to usury. 
What does that mean? It means he gives without expectation. You don't give just trying to get something back, and you certainly don't cheat and do people wrong to try to get something for yourself. And then the Bible says, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He cannot be bought. He's not controlled by money. Uh, he's not controlled by material things. Why? He is controlled by the presence of God. You know, our society has it all backward. As a matter of fact, if you take this list, turn it all around backward, that's the world we're living in today. For example, in our society, our society honors the vile and condemns those that fear the Lord. That's the exact opposite of the person God's going to bless. So I ask you again, whatever happened to holiness, not just around us, but in our own life, would you pray today that the Holy God would make you a partaker of His holiness? Pray that the Holy Spirit will reveal to you everything in your life that doesn't honor the Lord. Is there anything in your life that needs to get out today? Anything that's not in your life that needs to be put in? Well, ask the Lord to do that in you today. May the Lord help every one of us to abide in His tabernacle, to dwell in His holy hill. Oh, live in the holy presence of God this day. Thank you for studying the Psalms with us. It is our sincere hope that you will spend time in God's Word today, finding divine direction and real encouragement for the road ahead. Visit scottpauley.org to download your free copy of a ready reference of the Psalms, along with other helpful resources for your Christian life. We would love to hear from you, and we look forward to having you with us again on the next Enjoying the Journey.